Greetings and welcome to a dirty ball of clay. It's dirty, but that's a good thing. <laughs> Today's episode is Styling on them, part two. To refresh, I've noticed that so many of us have a desire to remain stagnant, stoic, and find clever means to label our redundant behaviors as deliberately chosen lifestyles. Some of us aren't open to changes in our character for a bunch of reasons, but we've got to develop a better sense of foresight in order to be able to invest our energies in the temporary discomfort that is current in order to achieve a more beneficial and strategic place, a more evolved version of ourselves for the now and for our future. I'm here to give you guidance in unlocking your inner creator. We always have a choice to either panic or create. Deepak Chopra said, Non-judgment quiets the internal dialogue. And this opens once again the doorway to creativity. My expertise is performing professionally as a soul singer, songwriter, musician, and entertainer. So I'm hip to how important it is for us to reliably perform, and also hip to what happens when you don't reliably perform. This week we're going to continue where we left off with from last episode with the tips towards success from an interview of Lance Armstrong. Uh, it took place in the periodical Men's Health magazine. So here's the second segment. In Men's Health Mag, I found an article interviewing Lance Armstrong, and it had some great insights that I think we can all benefit from. For those who know his history, we know that this cat will stop at nothing to achieve the goals that he desires. And that's something that I'm willing to adopt for myself. So I wanted to use this, the, these different tenets as an opportunity for us to kind of get a little insight into how he uh, developed this culture for himself and how he maintained it, how he established it, you know. So uh, here are the, is the, the rest of the following steps um, that he explained, or really that they covered uh, in the interview. The, the next segment was, do your homework before it's assigned. The time to be hyper-competitive isn't game day. It's during the, pre- the preseason. Once Lance stepped off the pedals, Livestrong was heading straight downhill. Lance had barely finished high school and never attended college. He had no corporate experience and he was an ex-jock in a minor sport. So, instead of disappearing, though, Lance was planning something bigger. He went to this man by the name of Doug Ullman, who was a three-time cancer survivor and also served as the head of the Lance Armstrong Foundation until 2007. And he went with this, with this Doug Ullman to Boulder, I believe it's Boulder, Colorado, and spent the day locked in a room with Jim Collins, 
a consultant to um, to CEOs and also the author of the business bible as they say called good to great why some companies make the leap and others don't which is actually a book that I'm planning on reading at some point for sure and he's also uh this same Jim Collins is also a economics the theoretician Almond says, when we got out of there, about six hours later, we had headaches. We were mentally exhausted from all the information we observed. Lance could have waited to see if Livestrong had a, f- a future before subjecting himself to a business school boot camp. But instead, he decided to train so that if he ever spotted that chance to make a move, he'd be good to go. And that moment arrived not too long afterward. And I'll tell you, we all know about them yellow bracelets and how them joints popped up. And it really started a, an entire fad in regard to these bracelets, period. Now it's a it's, it's commonplace to see these bracelets in general. Um, I don't know when this is dated, but imagine that they've already sold 60 million so far. And this is dated. Thanks to Lance doing his homework, he was able to go global as soon as the opportunity arose. Now, here's the next segment that I think is really dope, too. Be calculating in your approach. Back in the day, Lance says, people trained on just their feelings. They pushed as hard as they could when it felt good, and then they backed off when it didn't feel good, without ever really understanding what made one day better than the other. He says, now you have heart rate, you have altitude, you have lactic acid, all measured in, on one unit, Lance says. Those hard numbers not only tell him when he's maxing out in training, but also when he's fit enough to do his best in a race. He said, that's how I knew I was ready to win the tour. If I stepped on the scale in the morning and it set a certain weight and the power output was there, was where it was supposed to be, then I, then when I tested at the end of the day, it was over. Like I knew there would be nobody close. Numbers are hard, verifiable, archivable. They don't shift or become hazy in the middle of a race. When your legs are screaming and your brain is whispering, you know. Maybe second place isn't so bad. Numbers keep you honest. But only as long as you keep them within reach. Which I think is an excellent thing to, to remember. Not to overshoot. Don't let your ego get in the way. So he said that's why when it came for, for, for Lance to reinvent himself after retiring, he made sure to reinvent his metrics for success as well. When Lance started running marathons, he didn't get into thinking he could win, uh, his friend Omen said. Instead, he was always asking about how much money they'd raised, how many people showed up. He might not be the first to cross the finish line, but he could still set other more achievable standards to push himself and other people as well. <laughs> when Lance enlisted his, his good friend Koryoth to organize the first 100-mile ride for the Roses cancer f- fundraiser, Koryoth did some research on another Texas ride, the Hotter in Hell 100. Somehow he'd come away with the mistaken impression that two hotter riders died every race. It's been two total. Koryath called Lance. Dude, 
You know two guys drop dead in these races every year, he said. Lance had a more powerful number at his fingertips. Dude, he shot back. Seven million people die every year from cancer. Get over it. <laughs> With that said, I'll leave you guys a quote from Maya Angelou. There's something which impels us to show our inner souls. The more courageous we are, the more we succeed in explaining what we know. Thank you for getting dirty with us. I'll see you next time on the next episode of Dirty Ball of Clay. Peace, love, unity, strength, and happiness.